Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway podcast. Go on, Richie, tell everyone what you showed me on your phone when we were doing our planning meeting ahead of this show going out. You showed me a little <laughs> video of uh, something you stood on a bridge to watch. Uh, tell you what, here's, here's what we'll do. Yeah. I'll play the audio of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll see by the end of the episodes whether anyone's guessed what it is. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, play it mm-hmm. and let's have, a, let's have a cliffhanger. Yeah. People can email in if yeah. they think they know what it is. And I'll, uh, I'll say tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I got it right. Yeah, yeah, I like That's that. We'll do, right? It's like a little quiz. Okay, hold on. Right, ready? Here we go. Here we go. Scott, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Is it the M25? It's coming. Oh. Tricky, eh? What a sound that is. <laughs> if you think you know what that is, and this is a proper competition, okay? Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. When you say competition, that implies there's a prize? Well, can we, can we put a tea towel on it? I like right, it. Okay. I think this is good. Cool. This, okay. It's good that your interests have, have borne fruit. Yes. And have, have flourished into... Right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. What was that sound? This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Beginning of September, new start, new term. Time for new beginnings, isn't it? It's weird. Like, you get to January, uh, a new year, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start this. But I sometimes think that it's September where there's more new beginnings going on. Because, you, I mean, you've got the school thing going on. It almost makes you want to, like, write your name in some books or in a yeah, bag. Or exactly in, it, Even if you've had a coat for ages, write your name in it. Um, I've got to shift some timber. I started going out cycling again today. Good on you. Took took the five-year-old out, so it's uh, it's obviously going to be a <laughs> slow-paced start. But that's what I'm going to do. Bike service. <laughs> going to go cycling every day. It's a time for new beginnings. Hey, all right, Mark Cavendish over there. <laughs> Uh, for me, the new thing that I'm doing at the moment is um, I've got into having a grapefruit a day. A grapefruit a day? I don't know why. I hadn't... I had, look, But there was a lot of grapefruit around in the 80s, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, it was quite, yeah. like, quite a big time for the grapefruit. Then I feel like grapefruit kind of went off the off the map a little bit. You couldn't really... You didn't really ever see grapefruit. You only have a grapefruit if you're staying at a B&B. So you're having it at breakfast? Having it at breakfast every single morning. And I feel alive. Brilliant. I feel like a new man. I spray myself in the glasses with it quite a lot when I'm cutting it. <laughs> Haven't quite got that down pat yet. I don't know if there's any... Because I was, remember I went through a period of having a lemon. A, I'm big into citrus fruit. I was having a lemon a, lemon a day. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the listeners got in touch and said that all oh, my te- teeth were going to rot away. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to pivot to grapefruit. As, as of yet, uh, there's no repercussions. If you're a dentist and you know what happens if you eat too much grapefruit, let us know. 8, 12, 15 for your text. Uh, but if, if there's a new beginning, whatever it is, uh, that you are embarking upon right now let us know Gavin says I've got a new yellow highlighter Whoa. you see what's new for you doesn't need to necessarily be a big thing or a new habit or a new hobby uh, or a new thing you've bought a new yellow highlighter if we don't have the need for highlighters I haven't in, in highlighted in 15 years no but I, I, I'd love that 
I mean, I think the last time I highlighted stuff was like, you know, when you're going through, when you do your accounts, yeah. and then you realise, no matter how much I highlight stuff, I'm not getting any type of tax <laughs> taken off this. <laughs> no, Wasting exactly. me time. Exactly. Find it yourself, mate. It's in there. Oh, the joy of a new pen. Gavin, I'm jealous. Uh, Domino's. The ac- actual Domino's have tweeted us to say, uh, what's new with them is ultimate spicy meatball pizzas. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Don't, it didn't even know that was a thing. A spicy meatball pizza. I think they launched that today. That is really new. Hot off the press. <laughs> And, and obviously, Hometime Show is the show they wanted to talk to about it first. We are delighted for that. Uh, Gary has tweeted us to say that he's having a yoga class this evening. I, and you know there's a yoga place just over there near yeah. in Kingly Court or whatever. Yeah. I'll never forget accidentally booking onto like a uh, like a super experience level yoga. I was trying to get into yoga. <laughs> You're supposed to start with the beginner stuff. And I booked onto this thing where people were like attaching themselves onto like straps and hanging from the ceiling. And oh, right. I nearly had a, a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Couldn't walk. Couldn't walk for weeks. It was awful. Never went back. I, I I tried yoga. I did two sessions, but I put myself onto the wrong thing. And I did this, this. I think it was called Bikram yoga. It's hot yoga. Oh, well, there's like a steam thing. It, it, it's, it's like I'd never done yoga ever in my life. And I walked into a sweat box for an hour. And honestly, yeah. I, I think I lost about 15 pints well, of fluids. It's like being at a school assembly in the 80s in the middle of the summer, isn't it, Bikram? The worst thing is, I think, like, I don't, know, I don't want to speak for all men, but I'd say if you play football, you end up with hamstrings like the bottom half of like a, a poodle dog. <laughs> Can't stretch your legs out properly. Do you know what I mean? Weird. Uh, Liz, what's new for you? Um, we're starting our 36th year of marriage. It was our wedding anniversary yesterday. 36 oh. years married to... Who is it you're married to, Liz? I'm married to Richard Within, who, bless him, could have killed someone and got better time than being married to me sometimes. <laughs> OK, and what... Do you know what material that is, 36 years anniversary? No, I don't think it... I don't think it's anything special. Oh, well, you're oh. assuming. Let's, let's have a look. Uh, 36th... What is the 36th anniversary gift? It's meant to be Bone China. Oh, that's nice. Lovely. That's okay. I got a new Leeds United mug today. A new Leeds United <laughs> mug. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's exactly what they were thinking when they came up with the bone china bit. And when you have a drink of it, it does go down easily. A little bit like Leeds. Thank you. Jason says I've got a new a new knee support. A new knee support. <laughs> it's not quite the uh, not quite the new beginning, but it's it's Jason's new, so it's fair enough. Uh, it's st- staying on that Rasmataz angle. <laughs> Nige has got new Birkenstocks. <laughs> Jesus creepers! What a fantastic uh, you know party uh, audience we've got tonight. Uh, Olivia might uh, perk things up. What's new for you? Um, I have just started a job today as a special education needs teacher. Oh, good for you, Olivia. That's brilliant. And what does a teacher bring to their first day at work? Uh, I have bought a Tipex, actually. What? I didn't think they bought Tipex anymore. Do you want to talk about highlighters earlier yeah. on? Is Tipex still a yeah, thing? Tipex and pens that have rubbers on the ends. They are life-changing. Amazing. Pens that have pens that have rubbers pens, on the end? Pens that have rubbers on the end, absolutely life-changing. Yeah. I have rubbed out numerous mistakes I've made and it's like nothing's ever happened. So, Brilliant. And yeah. do, you, do you guys still use uh, what we used to call uh, at school the OHP, which was uh, the incredibly hot overhead projector <laughs> that we do hems off and stuff? <laughs> no, we have really high-tech things. All of our kids have iPads as well, so we're a very tech school. Would you be able to put a... Would you be able to put a, a, a duration or the time that you last saw an overhead projector in a school? <laughs> 
Oh my god! I think I was probably in year six myself. Oh, you were. <laughs> you were a beautiful. <laughs> it's traumatising. Only about fifteen years ago. Do you know the thing you used to traumatise me about the OHP was when a teacher used to gob on a bit on like a tissue and then rub <laughs> stuff off. Oh, oh it's awful. Clean off the dish. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Oh, harrowing. I can harrowing. still remember well, mine. I can still remember them. Well, listen, good on you, and we hope the, the, the rest of your time there is as successful as your first day. Oh, fabulous. Thank you. I love the show. Bless you. You take care. Bye. Uh, Bush, you shared that your new beginning was <laughs> eating a grapefruit every day after you moved on from eating a lemon every day and people told you your teeth would fall out. Yeah, it was like throwing stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> stuff at me about my teeth. couple of interesting bits of intel for you. Firstly, from a dentist, Wendy, who says if you eat grapefruit every day, don't brush your teeth until at least half an hour after eating. Same goes for any fruit or fruit teas. Did you even know that? I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. I didn't know that. Uh, Stephen Ealing says grapefruit can counteract the benefits of loads of different medicines. What? It will tell you on the medicines directions leaflet <laughs> if you can have a grapefruit with it or not. Why am I not allowed to have nice things? That's two <laughs> citrus fruit on the trot I'm now not allowed to eat. There's plenty of other citrus fruits. You can find some more, surely. Right, I'm going to come back tomorrow with a different citrus fruit and if you lot ruin it, I'm quitting. <laughs> Daily Hope you had as rock and roll a weekend as I did. We went to an allotment open day yesterday. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. So, like, I did a, a DJ that did an indie disco gig at uh, Radwood in Bicester on Saturday, so that's quite rock and roll. Straight back down to earth with a crunch on Sunday, went to an allotment open day. And do you know what? Much to my surprise, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. Because, you know, an open day, they had, like, cake and tea, and there was people doing burgers. There was, like, cute old people selling stuff that they'd grown in the allotment there as well, in little stores. I felt like I was in a CBeebies show. Like, really <laughs> idyllic. And I got to have a little walk around with the girls, and I've decided, I've decided I want an allotment. <laughs> I want a plot. Cut me in. I'm, I'm genuinely speechless. As Whenever I talk to you about my lawn and yes. mowing and all that kind of stuff... You just glaze over. I'm not interested. Normally I would tarmac over, so, something so, like that. So what is it that's different about an allotment for you? I don't know what it is, because I, I still, I would say still deep down I dislike gardening. <laughs> but I like the idea of going off somewhere, because like, there was loads of people who had like little um, like little sheds and they were sitting there having a cup of tea in a deck chair. So you realise if you go, if you get an allotment, and if you go to the allotment, you are expected to produce stuff there. You can't just go there and read <laughs> magazines. But there was there was a few plots up there that were, were a bit of a tip. <laughs> And I'm thinking I play the long game, do the old deck chair <laughs> cup of tea thing. Because I've always wanted um, a beach hut, but it's just so expensive. Yes, it's true. The allotment could be my way in. <laughs> but I did on a serious note. I mean, I've always discounted allotments because I remember like my um, like my uncle had one up in Bristol, but it was always like really hot and like covered in wasps and ivy, and it just looked <laughs> awful. Like, why would you do that? But as as I've got a bit older, I do. I, I look at people now who like you know you get families who turn up at your house for the weekend if they're coming down the stand. They've brought their own stuff. They've grown. Yeah, it's and I'm, I'm incredibly jealous of that. I'd love to. I'd love to produce something. I just want to yeah, ask people this hour of the show. Right, what do you grow? <laughs> And I know we're going to get some dodgy stuff in here. <laughs> but I, I feel like we don't in any way, you know, swerve that and just 8, 12, 15, what do you... Do you grow anything? Grass. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. <laughs> no, I scarified my turf last last Monday. Oh, yeah. The new, the new bits of grass have started coming through. It's looking brilliant. But actually, in fairness, yesterday, went and visited uh, friends and he served up some clemoncello. 
Oh, I mean, I know limoncello. Exactly. This was limoncello, but not lemons. It was made out of clementines. Oh, and, and he had he grown his own clementines? Rocket fuel, this stuff. Wow. Honestly, it was amazing. But what, how proud would you be, though? People come around your house and you've, you've grown something. You know, that's your produce. When does an allotment become a brewery? Oh, a moonshine factory. <laughs> what about that? Uh, Yorkshire slang on Twitter say uh, that they've grown cress out of Darth Vader's head. <laughs> lot to unpack there. Uh, there's a lot to unpack in this one, and can I urge you, if you're eating, just to uh, take oh, a moment. No. Uh, Alan says, I grow my toenails. But this isn't Alan trying to be funny. He goes on. I cut them off, and I put them on the garden to keep the snails off my cucumbers. Alan, mate, if this was the 1600s, you'd be burnt <laughs> at the stake. That is, that is witchcraft <laughs> of the highest order. Let's move off that big style. Don't put me off allotments, Alan. Sorry. Uh, we've got Hazel on the line. Hazel, you've got some allotment intel, is that right? I have. I've got a lot of allotment intel. I started my first allotment about a year and a half ago, and it's honestly the best thing I've ever done. So when you, you go to your allotment, Hazel, and this is the bit that I'm kind of in, intrigued by, is you, can you just sit down and like read magazines and, and drink tea and stuff and listen to the radio? Um, you can do, yes, absolutely. I'm at my allotment currently, and I'm just watering my veg for the evening. Um, so you do get time to just sit down and admire what you've grown and enjoy the view, because I'm out in the countryside. But actually, you do have a lot of grafting as well. As an aside, and I don't want to make it all about us, are you listening to Home Time <laughs> on the allotment right now, then? I am, absolutely, yes. Love that, love that. I may, and and do you find that listening to the hot air that Richie and I produce helps your <laughs> veg grow stronger? <laughs> Well, I've had an amazing year this year, and I have started listening to you this year at my allotment, so they clearly love it. Oh, oh the wow. number one home time show for fruit and veg. <laughs> Put it on for great tomatoes. Oh, there's our strapline. Brilliant. Uh, Holly says we grow rhubarb. We used to make rhubarb and ginger jam for our wedding favours. I mean, what's your thoughts on rhubarb, Richie? I, don't, I, I may, have you down maybe is not liking rhubarb? Uh, in the form of rhubarb and custard sweets, they're good. But you don't like it as like a no. Because I've just said on Twitter I love rhubarb and there's a lot of hate for rhubarb out there as well. That's, that's my whole problem with the whole allotment thing, to be honest. I, I, there's <laughs> Wouldn't not like much, any of it. Not much that I'd grow that for <laughs> Can't stand any of the stuff he makes. He's the ratner. Colin. <laughs> of, of allotments. <laughs> Colin says I grow carnivorous plants. What's that? What is that? Like, um, what they call Venus flytraps? Yeah, but carnivorous is like meat, isn't it? But like, I, mean, they, I bought one for my eldest daughter, Erin. She was obsessed with them. They used to eat flies and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, which is a fly's meat, isn't it? Essentially. Not much of a meal, but yeah. If push comes to the shelf. <laughs> it's me. Uh, more on that later on. Uh, we've got Alison on the line. Alison, what do you grow then? Uh, raspberries, strawberries, apples, plums and blackcurrants. Wow. And is this an allotment or is this in your own like back garden? Garden. Check that out. Boulder's Brass. Is that for eating? Yes. Yeah. Are, are you sure? <laughs> Well, no, I make gin with the blackcurrants. There we go. Ah. <laughs> so, look, because, I, I, again, if I, if I get this allotment, there would be an amazing thing. But I don't know whether... It's like making moonshine uh, frowned upon in the, amongst the gardening community if I was to start, you know, boiling up stuff on site. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's not breaking bad. <laughs> I was going to sound like me wearing a hazmat, no. am I? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I think it might get frowned upon if you tried to sell it. Well, that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I won't do it. 
Cheers, Alison. Take care. This is The Daily Takeaway. Top comedian John Richardson joins us on Hometime right now, and he, and he stood up. I'm yeah. stood up as well. Richie's standing. It's like a confrontation in a car park. I venture to say this is our first ever all stood interview. I don't think we've ever had a guest on the show that stood up. No. Hands in, hands in hoodie really as well. I really needed this because I've been having, I've been doing a lot of PR at the minute, and what I am not is in any way original or unique or game changing. <laughs> I aim to have, I'd love to have like a 30 year career and then stop, and everyone just says, oh yeah, that was fine, wasn't it? I'd, yeah, uh, you'd take that. To come here and know that I've already done something that's never been done before in this studio. He's, he's <laughs> almost like, like a psychological thing. He's, he's got in our head slightly by the fact yeah. that he's doing that as well. And also, you, if I may say so, John, you're dressed You're just yeah. dressed in a way that would, would maybe get into a scuffle after a football match with your hoodie on there and your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> he's got post-five-a-side pint about him today. But my T-shirt is the computer game Worms from oh. the sort of 1990s. Oh, right. I used offset? to love playing Worms. <laughs> Yeah. I used to love playing Worms. That it offsets any sort of football thug. It does take things down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, you just said to us before the end of that song just there that you've been walking around a lot. Um, yeah, I walked across London. How was that? Why did I, you decide I, to do that? that well, I haven't... Um, we moved up north again for our daughter. Um, not for our daughter, but for various family reasons. And I don't come down a lot. And I thought, I'll have a little walk. Yeah. And that backfired. So <laughs> there's too many people here. I've become... I lived in London for like seven years, and I was I was like, "Oh, guys, you could have come down, like you know." And now I've gone right back old. Hate, hate the place. It's too much <laughs> of everything. <laughs> and I knew I was coming here to tell you that everyone should come to my show and how great it is. And I don't like doing that anyway. <laughs> a trip across London. There's loads of stuff to do. I mean, I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if people roughly know who I am. If you haven't booked tickets now, you're probably not going to. You probably already know I'm on tour. <laughs> and that trip across London has just proved there's like club nights on, there's loads of drama. I'm nothing, really. Come so on. What come... I would say is get out there and just enjoy all the other things that life has to offer. Do, do you think people have got stupider in terms of uh, walking awareness now these days? It's quite frustrating oh, being a pedestrian. I thought that was the end of the question. <laughs> Why do you think you've still got tickets to sell? Well, I think people are thick. <laughs> I think there's been a real decline in the national life. No, I didn't mean like that. I didn't mean like that. <laughs> when you did live in London, was the, would that have been the time that you lived with? Your podcast cohort, yes, uh, Mr. Ford, Matt Ford, yes, and Danny Buckler. I say I lived in London. I lived in Surbiton, which is, you know, it's where they film things like The Good Life. And I lived things. in Tolworth, and I said that I lived in Surbiton. So, uh, oh, did you? Yeah, the circle of life. <laughs> uh, what, what is what is our, our rock and roll football Matt Ford like behind yeah. the scenes? Then, what is he like as a? He's as an a absolute mess. I like listening to his rock and roll show because that's his profession. I can hear his professional voice. Yeah. And I, I frequently try and text him really upsettingly rude things <laughs> when I know he's playing a record. Does he speak well of absolute radio he when does, he's away he from it? He said specifically to send love to both of you. Oh, well, that's oh. Nice. I said, have you got any gossip? And he said, no, they're both very lovely men. That's, <laughs> that's, that's he's, he's right. <laughs> And I tell you what, I don't mean this in a bad way. I mean this with absolute respect to Matt, but he's he's a bit of a drinking legend in this yes. building. He can he can drink unlike anyone else we've heard of. In that he can he can put it away. You got to keep up with him. Yeah, he have can. you tried to go toe to toe with him? I have sometimes. Yeah, I generally can on sort of beer. But he, he did a thing to me when we lived in Surbiton where we were out and we got very drunk. And I said, and I think this is the sensible sentence. I said, I need food. I need to eat food. We'd been out since eleven o'clock in the morning. It was about seven o'clock at night. I said, just need some food. 
And he said, no, what you need to do is switch to cocktails. <laughs> the sugar will re-energise your system. And that ended very badly. It well, oddly ended worse for him than me. When, so, I, when I was in Surbiton... The, the, the Surbiton the, the, years. The biggest celebrity that I knew of that was there was uh, Joe Wicks. Uh, oh, uh, you guys turned to be the... You seem to be the antithesis of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of the Surbiton of the celebrity. I think he was probably jogging past us on our way home from that <laughs> night out when he decided to make the career move that he made. So what is it like living in, like, a, if you have a house of comedians living together? Do you, is it a good, like, harmonious uh, environment or what's it like with comedians living together? I think it's sort of like anything else. It's, it's more the person than the job. So I've lived with comedians at a point in my life when I was... Uh, I lived in Bristol with uh, Russell Howard and John Robbins and Mark Oliver. Yeah. And I'd say we were all at different phases of our lives. We were a bit earlier, we were in our 20s, there was a lot more angst, perhaps. Um, and John Robbins has become the poster boy for shows about mental health. <laughs> yeah. I was there for the, the glory years. <laughs> <laughs> I watched him be the man who shouldn't have been doling out the advice, let me put it that way. And I matched him toe-to-toe. I used to sleep in my car some nights because I hated them all so much. <laughs> um, so then it was a much better experience with Matt and Danny. We were in our 30s. We'd sort of mellowed out a bit character-wise. We all you know, made concessions. They were really, really good years. And then I met my wife. I mean, and then I met my wife. <laughs> There's a comma there somewhere. Did you, did you guys uh, play football together? Because I remember Rob Beckett used to play football with his housemates and stuff, like a couple of other comedians. Do you, do you, did you do anything together as a group? No, not uh, sporting activity. Sort of drinking and watching terrible telly, watching sort of awful... Back in the days when telly was a thing and people didn't just stream. We used to watch telly together. <laughs> I feel so archaic. Like, I've got to stop telling people I'm doing a DVD because people get laughing in my face. <laughs> but how else do you say it? Yeah, what is it? What do you even call it I don't it know, now? you just say record it, but if you don't say who it's for, it sounds pathetic. It yeah. just sounds like... I just, for my mum, I can have a watch of it sometimes. Well, now you've matured to uh, obviously doing um, uh, fancy <laughs> fancy football podcasts yeah. uh, with comedians rather than uh, living with them. Um, this man here is not the biggest fan of fantasy football. Well, I've got great news for you. We've dropped the fantasy football. Have you? <laughs> it turns out neither will we. <laughs> I just don't like it, right? I, I'm, I, I know, like you're, you're a Leeds fan, right? Yes. So you've got enough misery in your life. I'm an Everton fan, so it's yes. just awful. Oh, we're in the league you should be in. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Should places. We'll see you down there next season. But, um, we'll be going back up, mate. I, I, all right, all right, sunshine. But I, I don't, I don't. I'm not interested in what other teams' players are doing. Like, I hate everyone else doing well. So why would I want to celebrate that by like punching the air because Haaland scored for City? Do you know what I mean? That's why I don't get. That's why I don't get fancy football. Yeah, I imagine that, and you're not even in that league anymore. So that's, that's largely why the fantasy football's gone. Um, so it's just down the dog now, isn't it? It's just down the dog. Yeah, there's still lots of football chat, um, but it is now the. the podcast started as me and Fordy saying oh it would be great if it was like we met in the pub and right. it is actually now the only time we speak because you know <laughs> He's, he's in London, he's bafflingly successful. It blows my mind all the time. Accident. It must be an accident. We got to put the podcast recordings in, and he's like, I can't do... And I was like, why? What are you doing? But it turns out, when I Google his name, you still employ him, which is, you know, that's down to you, isn't it? Watch this space. <laughs> but, like, if you... Oh, so can if... I take that news home? Yes, please do. <laughs> How was the interview? It was great. I found out you're getting sick. Right. There's the gossip. Uh, if, you were, if you and Matt were to open a pub or a restaurant or something, what, what kind of angle do you think you would go for? I mean, I think we're both traditional pub drinkers, and what happened in the in the Surbiton years, as they're now known, yeah. um, <laughs> is that the pubs that when we moved there, and we were only there a few years, but they were they had pool tables and dartboards, and they showed football 
all became pubs where the pool table is gone and you get served like <laughs> posh cuts of steak that you've never heard of on a chopping board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that really depressed me. Where's, so, where's the giant Jenga gone? I miss, miss the, you remember <laughs> Firkin pubs? Because obviously with the fleece yeah. and Firkin in Bristol, you, I, mean, you, I, I lived in Bristol for a load of years. You know, you could go and play giant Jenga in places like that. Big games around Yes, everywhere. I went to an open day at Newcastle University when the Firkin breweries were closing down and they had a closing down sale in the pub. And it was 50p a pint, buy one, get one free. <laughs> and I was wow. driving. It's <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Still thinks about it to this day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so t- tell us about your tour. Obviously, you, you were, you were uh, uh, playing it down jokingly beforehand, though, John. No, but, uh, I wasn't. It's awful. There's <laughs> so much better stuff out there. Uh, tell us about it, though. What, how can people uh, you know, get to come and see you? And what, well, Where are you is, playing? This is their last batch of dates now. So I've, I've already... I announced it back in 2019. Um, I wrote half a show. The world imploded. <laughs> we all had a two-year break from seeing each other. Uh, it turns out, if you take me away from humanity for two years, even I like touring again. Yeah. So um, it's been on the road for a year now. We've announced because of COVID and how there were certain theatres that everybody wanted to get into. and So these are the last batch of theatres that we couldn't get dates for last year. So I think Bristol, Derry, Belfast, uh, Swansea. There's a, there's a few uh, to mop up. And uh, we're kicking this leg off at the Hackney Empire. And that's the one we're recording for VHS. So, <laughs> so you've, taken, <laughs> you've taken, obviously, so there's been a break, a, yeah. a pause in the tour because of the reasons you just explained. And the first one back, you've got to be match fit for it to be streamed. Yes, well, I'm doing a couple of uh, warm-ups. I did uh, I did one in Morecambe uh, a couple of nights ago, actually. There's a little, I do them for charity, and then nobody can complain or get them anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I did one in Morecambe, and I've got one in Hemel Hempstead um, to warm up. So you go Hemel Hempstead, Hackney Empire. That's Go through you know, the gears. Yeah, I think they all did it, didn't they? Arthur Askey and the, the likes. Well, I think I saw you years ago in Bristol. Uh, uh, there was a little comedy club in Stokes Croft do you know Stokes Croft in Bristol the one down near yes. the Blue Mountain um, nightclub down that kind of way yeah, yeah. I went there in Freshers Week well it's an amazing place uh, when you play in Bristol does it get a homecoming feeling to you I mean obviously you're not from Bristol but you spend a lot of time in a you know, big place special place in your heart do you have a homecoming type of feeling when you play there yeah they, they were some of the most vivid years of my I moved there when I was 18 so it was the first place I lived away from home and obviously lived with Russell and Mark there and I had my first sort of bed sit that was my own place and that's where I started comedy Yeah, 20 years ago it doesn't seem possible it goes so quick though doesn't it just flies. It's interesting you say that because your blurb that your people, the Richardson people, yeah. put out. They've learned about, not to uh, let me do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let me, I'm let, awful. let me know. Let, 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 let me tell you what they're saying, all right? right okay. uh, this is what people are saying. It says here, John has risen to the top of the comedy rankings. Oh. Now, I'm not aware oh. of a FTSE 100 of comedians, yeah. so how would you rank comedians is it is it a laughometer is it the amount of panel shows you guys are on how how would you yeah how do the comedy rankings work is there an opta it's just money isn't it (laughs) (laughs) we can all talk a good game about you know laughs in the bank (laughs) some of us have moved to hollywood and are doing films some of us are begging people to come and see us at swansea ground in a couple of months I've done very. I'd say I'm. You know, if you if you're talking football, I've probably. I maybe like a, a, a West Ham. I'm, I'm up there, up and down. Yeah. Um, every now and again, I get to a cup final, and everyone's you're like, "You're Conference League champions." How's he playing in Europe? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Cause some trouble on a train now and again. A that bit kind of, of thing. trouble. My gigs are feisty, so if you are going to come and see me, come tooled up because it gets. <laughs> uh, basically, it's like a live action version of Worms. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Grenades. Uh, very quickly, uh, you, you're a father. How, how is dadding going for you? Do you find yourself turning into your own dads? Or any phrases that you use that you you would have heard as a kid? 
it from your your own parents? Um, I try not to. I love it so. I did Parenting Hell, the the podcast, and mm. I, I really struggled because it's the only part of my life that isn't hell. Absolutely, <laughs> everything else is awful. Adults are awful. Leaving the house is terrible. Yeah, we've just had a lovely summer together. So I was going to say the summer. Richie and I were. were I, I feel bad saying this now because you, you've been such a nice dad. We've been moaning about how long the kids are off for summer holidays. <laughs> how how have you got through that without being so cynical then? Well, I it's because of the tour, you see, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of her this year. So okay. we've been doing the sitcom, which takes me out sort of during the week and then weekends away. So I. So we need to get, tour. We yes, need to we tour. Do, yes. to, yeah. There's nothing like a, a drive to Inverness and back <laughs> to make you appreciate that trip to the park that otherwise would have been a bit of a chore. And that's nothing against the people of Inverness. We had a great time. And when I'm back on the radio in five years, begging you to come to my next tour because my wife has left me and I need money for a court case, then you you should know that I love Inverness. It all <laughs> fell apart here. Uh, well, well, John, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Uh, where can people go and get the tickets right now for you to come and see you live? Oh, the internet. Just go on the internet. Yeah, Brilliant. John Richardson Live. <laughs> dot. Oh, JohnRichardsonComedy.com, maybe? That sounds <laughs> hey, like a website. If you're a dot com, you really have written, risen to the top of the comedy If rankings. I was JohnRichardson.com, I'd have risen to the top. But I'm JohnRichardsonComedy.com, which suggests... <laughs> dot biz. The previous Exeter Centre half, John Richardson, is doing better than me. Uh, John Richardson, thank you so much. Pleasure, thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. There you go. That's the podcast. Let's not forget the the little pop up competition that we just had off on the spur of the moment yeah. before the podcast started. Can you guess the sound of the thing that Richie played off his phone? Do you want me to play it again? No, we don't no. need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I've already seen it before the show started as well. Home time at absolutely radio.co.uk.